Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we've got Ty Lee and Bowden Blake. No Jameson today. Uh, he opted out of this one, uh, which is it's, it's sad to see. During bowl- Nobody cares about the Bulls anymore. We have Jameson opting out now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the state of affairs. It's, it's tragic. But um, this is the start of a three-part uh, bowl preview series. We're going to be breaking down the bowls week by week instead of in a massive chunk. We're starting with the uh, basically the bowl games in weird places named after holding companies you've never heard of. Uh, so I'm excited for it, and it, it, it it's always a good way to just start with the crumbs. Um, but before we kick off with the bowls, I wanted to, I wanted to ask Ty, uh, Army Navy, quick thoughts on uh, on on how that went down. Tough, tough loss uh, for my midshipmen. I felt like the game was really in hand. I mean, we you go look at the stats, make that whole argument. First overtime ever in Army-Navy history. Uh, it was a super, super cool game, super competitive game. Army's uniforms, uh, the color in on, on the field looked a lot more Army. They didn't look as Oregon as we had sort of guessed on, on the podcast, but a, I know it was rough a little bit throughout the, the middle of the game, but if you watched, you actually got to see a, a really good college football game. I mean, it came to, it went to overtime, a competitive overtime, which that's like a game that everyone is turning on uh, regardless. So super, super exciting game, crushed how it ended up. And then obviously Navy parting ways uh, with longtime head coach, Ken Niamatololo. Uh, bittersweet to see him go. Uh, but Navy has been pretty disappointing in in recent memory. I know we did our, a whole bit on how it's just really hard at service academies, but Army and Air Force have been doing a lot better than Navy has recently. So I hopefully people have their opinions about Navy's athletic director. That's for a different time. Uh, but hopefully we will we will get someone and, and move in the right direction. I haven't been following up on it, but I've been seeing some interesting landing spots for Ken. Ken, keep in mind, is is kind of an upset master at Navy. I've been seeing Georgia Tech, the scrappy dogs, uh, potentially in contention for hiring him, which I think would be hilarious because he is like, a, you know, Navy came off of a great upset against UCF uh, two weeks ago and or three weeks ago. They had a bye week. He is an upset master. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I saw some other chatter saying Purdue. I don't think that's likely, uh, <laughs> but that would that would maybe be funny too. But yeah, he'll he'll land somewhere. He had a, a good tenure. Bittersweet to see him go. And of course, bittersweet to see how the game turned out. But it was it was fun. We need triple option Purdue. That sounds perfect, but oh gross. I love it. Uh but Blake, I feel like this part of the bowl season this early first week is just made for you. It's, it's crumb city. You got these weird matchups and uh, I, I feel like, are, are you excited about this? Oh, I always get pumped up for bowl season. I will give a warning to people because uh, I love like college football. I love FBS or FBS G5. Like I love the crumbs. And so these bowl games are some of my favorites, but I will feel very confident about picks and like they will be like ultimate slams of the year. Like I'm hitting my highest bets. Don't do that for bowl games. Bowl games are so fickle and they are what make college football great because it's the ultimate spin zone whenever you lose a big bet in a uh in a bowl game or your team loses versus another one you hear the narratives we don't really care to be here or we had x y and z players opted out it's it's really college football fans in their bags trying to explain why this is a program win (laughs) or a loss that doesn't matter at all and that's what makes (laughs) college football great is because you're not really arguing about what's going on the field you're just doing your spin and your takes off the field on why your team's better than somebody else even when the results on the field don't show it <laughs> so that's what i love about the college bowl season we got to see like great ones last year where ucf beats florida and florida fans are trying to disregard this as much as possible ucf as fans as is tradition and ucf fans probably hanging a banner for that uh making some national championship rings even if they're not undefeated so I love bowl season, especially these early bowl games. So I'm excited to get talking about them, get some picks in. Absolutely. I'm pumped. And look, if y'all want to play along with us, we got our bowl pool going. It is still live. Uh, That will be active until the first bowl game kicks off. So make sure to get in that. That link is in the description. Make sure to follow along with that. And um, we're giving away up to $150 in prizes. $100 to the winner, $25 to the second place, and $15 to third. 
and it's free to enter. So just hop in there, join. All you have to do is subscribe to actually win money. We will verify that. Um, but uh, yeah, hop on in there. We got a good pool going. It's exciting. Um, and we're picking spreads just like we always do. Ty, uh, question? Yeah, for, for those listening, just to clarify, uh, please join in if you so wish. You can make some picks. Just do it randomly and, and you could get in. It does lock down. I just double checked. 10.30 a.m. Central Time on Friday the 16th, looks like, is when it it will lock and no longer allow you to make picks. So if you join, uh, I'm sure we'll put the, the thing somewhere, but that is your that is your drop-dead time for having joined and then locked in your picks. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I, I believe the picks go game by game, so if something changes, you can make changes. But uh, in terms of entry, that's when your drop-dead spot is, is 10.30 on uh friday so anyways without further ado let's get on to it with the bahamas bowl one of the best for me it's always going to be the popeyes bahamas bowl uh it it makes me sad that it it no longer is sponsored by popeyes but here we are anyways the uab blazers favored by 11 and a half against the miami of ohio i believe they're the red hawks so a classic matchup. People were hyped on the field. I, I I know Miami of Ohio was was celebrating this one, uh, getting the bull bid like like they actually you know won a trophy, like even though this goes to, like the third place Mac team. Uh, do you think that do you think that has any momentum for them? I'll let you, you I'll let you kick us off here, uh, Blake. Uh, Miami of Ohio or UAB? And do you think uh, that kind of boost does anything for them? I'm glad Miami of Ohio was uh, happy to be here. I would be, like of all the bowl games, if you're going to a low-tier bowl game, a free trip to the Bahamas sounds pretty nice, but I have to back the Blazers here. I think what's concerning to me of why I can't back Miami of Ohio is... Brett Gabbert, who I believe is Blaine Gabbert's brother, uh, he was uh, Miami of Ohio's quarterback, uh, has now entered the transfer portal, not going to play in the bowl game. That's a little concerning, that not having a starting quarterback and your Mac team versus a UAB team who they hired Trent Dilfer, but honestly, so many players wanted Bryant Vincent to stay and were writing letters to the, uh, to, uh, like, to UAB itself, trying to keep uh, Bryant Vincent as the head coach. It was unsuccessful, so I think these guys are going to be playing hard. I think there's a good motivational angle for UAB, a team that hasn't seen many people hit the transfer portal, hasn't seen really any opt-outs, so we're going to get a full-strength Blazers team. So even with the hefty 11.5-point spread, I'm taking the Blazers. Ty, who do you got? Yeah, I am with Boat and Blake on this one. I like the UAB uh, Blazers, it may become apparent what methodology is being used for picking these games later on. It's not just in line with the favorites, but I like the UAB Blazers in this one, minus 11 and a half, picking the spread on it. Yeah, I I like UAB as well. Um, I Obviously frustrating how, uh, you know, the tenure of uh, their coach ended, but, you know, having Dilfer come in, I think it's uh, an exciting jolt to the program. And, you know, I, I think UAB has been a pretty solid team. So I, I think they cover 11 and a half. That line is a little much, makes me a little uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, I like UAB, the better team to win. Next up, we have the Cure Bowl, the UTSA Roadrunners facing the Troy Trojans who are favored by two and a half. This is a top 25 matchup, folks. Like, this is a big-time game, and we're getting it on Friday. That's exciting. This one being played in Orlando at the MLS Stadium there. Uh, new move for this year. And uh, it is, it's, uh, it, it's, it's benefiting breast, breast cancer research, a really solid uh, charity. I can't remember the name of it. I really should. Uh, so, whoops. But, um, no, yeah, I, I think this is a really good matchup, and I'm, I'm really excited to watch this. Two of the best group of five teams in the country. Uh, as we know, UTSA has been very solid. Troy, also very solid. Two 11 and two teams. Um, and I think this get, this is as evenly matched as it gets. And with bowl games, always a crapshoot. I'm going to go with the, the, the team giving me points here. Give me UTSA plus two and a half. And that's not really a shade towards Troy. I think both of these teams, damn good, evenly matched. This is going to be a great game. But give me the points on this one. Meep, meep, UTSA. Ty? Let me just say a quick pitch for those that aren't watching on YouTube. 
obviously, however you watch or listen, we very much do sincerely appreciate it. Uh, but Bobby has done a great breast cancer awareness graphic for this one. The the UTSA Roadrunner with the pink background, I, I kind of like it. It's got something going for it. I like that branding there. I will be going with the Meep Meep, the Roadrunners as well in this one. Uh, so give me UTSA plus two and a half. Like, I'm going opposite. Uh, we talked about it kind of on our uh, our conference championship preview show. I love Troy. I think Troy's offense is really good. I think Troy's defense is excellent. Some of the best you're going to see in the group of five uh, play. This is an awesome, awesome bowl match. And I know it's kind of weird because you're like, oh, Cure Bowl. It's the second bowl game of the year. You just think it's any other group of five team matchup. No, these two teams are fantastic. UTSA, high-powered offense. You got Frank Harris coming back for another year. The man, I think, started college in 2016 or 2017 so he started college while uh we were still there and is still playing and i love his commitment to utsa but i just think troy has something special going on in alabama so i'm gonna take the minus two and a half which is basically a pick em at this point so i'm taking troy i think it's gonna be a fantastic matchup I think that's fair. I think that's fair. It's it's going to be an awesome game. Well, probably one of the best games of bowl season. So I'm pretty happy to get that early. Next, let's move on to a pretty awkward, pretty weird game across the board. It's the Fenway Bowl featuring the Louisville Cardinal and the uh, Cincinnati Bearcats at Fenway Park. This is the third annual Fenway Park game, but the first one that they've actually played because the previous two have been canceled because of COVID. This is... Also a battle for the Keg of Nails trophy, a rekindling of a rivalry that these two teams have had going back to the Big East days. And to add a little bit more spice into the rivalry, Cincinnati just hired Louisville's head coach away. Uh, So this one is as spicy as it gets. Uh, It's actually the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I'm not even kidding you. That is actually the sponsor of it. Uh, Not the sauce, but some random company that I could not tell you what they do. Um, Bearcats favored by one and a half here basically a coin flip game. Blake, who do you like here? This game is absolutely disgusting. Like it, uh, it has the potential with the storylines. We know one team hired the other team's head coach away, but you dig into that storyline first. Scott Satterfield, Louisville fans hated him and wanted him gone so bad that honestly Cincinnati hiring him away is a godsend that they could then bring in Jeff Brom, who they originally wanted before they hired Satterfield in the first place. So even that, like, you look at that storyline, that kind of gets debunked, like, right off the bat. Then you look on who's even playing in this game. So Cincinnati has about, it seems like, half their team in the transfer portal or opting out just because. Luke Fick left. Uh, ben Bryant, who was their quarterback, really not that good. Like, they had... Cincinnati would have been fantastic if they had average quarterback play this year, and they didn't. So Ben Bryant out for the season, and they're going to their backup. So automatically, I think Cincinnati gross can't back them. But then I look at Louisville. They lose their head coach, which I don't think really matters, but Louisville is driven by Malik Cunningham. He is opting out uh, to go to the NFL uh, draft, and I also think he uh, hurt his shoulder in the game versus Kentucky, so he doesn't want to risk it. They have a whole bunch of opt-outs, a lot of running, like their whole running back stable, tied in some corners. There's nobody playing in this game, but I have to back a team. I'm going Louisville. I just feel like the losses are a little bit less. Like, Malik Cunningham's huge. But I just feel like there's enough talent still kind of there that they can rope something together. Cincinnati's gutted. They've lost basically the coach that has has taken them to the highest level. They have have no quarterback. They have no any pieces around him. This is a gross game. Do not bet this. Like, if you are going to bet this, don't <laughs> wager a lot of money on this because we don't know what the hell is going to happen. So give me the Cardinal. But I'm out. I'm out. Like, I'm not. There's no way I bet this game. There's no way. This is gross. So surely they give out the rivalry trophy, too, in addition to the weird Fenway Bowl trophy, right? They do. They like, have got- to. That is that you have to. Especially when it's something called the keg of nails. It's not something garbage like you know, what Penn State and Michigan State have. So uh, you got to do it. Uh, Ty, your thoughts on the game? Who do you like here? 
Yeah. You know, first off, you've got to put up the belt every time, every time oh, yeah. you fight. You know, that's everyone knows that. It's like when you have OU and Texas playing in the Big 12 championship, the golden hat's got to be up for grabs. I it ooh, wasn't. It's a, it's a trophy. I know, I know, and I, I disagree. I still disagree with that decision. You got to put up the belt every time you fight, you know. So that's how I feel about that. Wasabi, the sponsor, we're not going to start denigrating sponsors. They've claimed to be an Amazon Web Services killer. Mm, I don't know about that one uh, because what is Wasabi Cloud Services? No one knows. Um, but yeah, in this one, I hate, hate, hate both of these teams. Cincinnati, obviously, known commuter school that just sort of didn't even do their own thing. They looked at what UCF was doing. UCF didn't even invent being the like flashy group of five team that just makes BS claims and tries to convince people they're better than they are. But since he kind of looked at that and said, hey, it works for you at UCF. Let's be a group of five team with a group of five schedule. And let's try to like just beat up on these teams, just win games we're supposed to win and convince people that we're better than we are. And then it worked for them. They made it to the playoffs. We all saw how that happened. So because of that, even though I also dislike Louisville, I don't know why actually, uh, but I, I also dislike Louisville, but it's the lesser of two evils here. Give me the Louisville Cardinals. I liked hearing what Blake was saying. I wasn't really listening, but it sounded bad for Cincinnati and love me some Cincinnati Bearcats downfall. Uh, so give me the Louisville Cardinals. Yeah, I, I think the stolen coach game element is something that is present for Louisville, and I think they come out and uh, get a win here. Like Blake said, don't bet this one. It's a coin toss. If this was a confidence thing, this would be at the very, very bottom. It's going to be a total mess. But I have Louisville right now, uh, just given all the you know storylines, everything going on. Next up, we have the Cricket Celebration Bowl between Jackson State and North Carolina Central. Never heard of that team until now. Um, Jackson State favored by 16 and a half, even though Coach Prime is already in Boulder. Uh, I'll, I'll kick us off here. I am fading Jackson State. This is personal. It has nothing to do with Deion Sanders, but it has to do with how badly they screwed us in last year's Celebration Bowl. I don't know if y'all remember, we had them top of the list against North Carolina uh, or South Carolina State. We thought they were going to kill them. It was an easy bet, an easy win in, in the bull pickums, and they got blown off the field, embarrassed on national TV, and a loss that bad, that early, that completely screws everything up is something that I can never forget and I can never forgive. Uh, the, I don't care what the spread is. I'm t I was taking North Carolina Central no matter what, especially with no coach prime. This team is gutted. Everybody's portaling. It's 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 they, they don't they don't have what made them special this year uh, anymore. So give me uh, NCC to cover sixteen and a half. Ty. Yeah, I have. It's nothing personal, but I just don't see how I, I understand Jackson State is on paper the better team. I don't see how they. Uh, I don't see how they carry it through. Even even with uh, Dion, I guess apparently coaching in this one. Uh, source uh, appears to be my mother, <laughs> actually. Uh, but even even with him coaching in this one, I don't see the, the effort from the... I understand, you know, you can give that whole, oh, he'll hype him up, you know, one last ride, they'll be really good. I don't I don't see it. I think people are, are looking for their exit options. I mean, I, I think you're at the point now in Jackson State where the, the boat is very obviously sinking and you're trying to get everyone to finish the game of chess that you have going, and everyone really has their eye on it. Like, hey, I should probably get in line for the lifeboat. Maybe I don't need to care about this chess game. So, I have, um, I have Jackson State to not cover in this one. Blake, I'm back in Coach Prime. I still believe. I still believe <laughs> there's enough talent there. Just the amount of talent he's brought to that school is just a night and day better than just about every other school that they play and so i just gotta trust that talent comes through hopefully something like last year does not happen again that's what i'm praying i'm hoping he learns from his lesson really when the spotlights are on him he pulls through i'm gonna take jackson state fair enough fair enough let's move on to our next game it's the las vegas bowl a bowl that honestly needs a little bit more love it needs to be a little more elevated because 
It's a fun bowl game. This one's at the big Roomba at Reliant Stadium. Uh, or not Reliant. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but it features two interesting teams. Two teams that Blake, I feel like, has kind of liked. The Florida Gators and the Spooky Beavers of Oregon State, who are favored by seven and a half. Blake, your thoughts on this game? Uh, I, 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 I think this is a, a pretty wild, wildly low line given Oregon State's ranking and, you know, uh, maybe some opt-outs at Florida. Your thoughts? Yeah, this is one of those games, like I was talking about the opening, that I would just traditionally slam for Oregon State. They have every, like, if you look at the rosters right now, they're just so much better. By the way, Oregon State finished their year getting that win at Oregon, come back. They look spectacular. Their defense is clicking. Their offense is clicking. Really, everything is going right in Corvallis. And I, we talked about it, conference, like, the last week of the year, we loved Oregon State going into that. The Spooky Beavers really found a way to win a very impossible game. And you look at Florida. Florida has everybody opting out. And if they're not opting out, they're in the portal. Uh, they don't have a quarterback, really. Uh, Anthony Richardson has decided to opt out to go to the draft, which I am the biggest AR-15 Anthony Richardson stand on this podcast. Maybe outside of the state of Florida, if you were going to do any move, go to a different school and just allow your talents to flourish, why the hell are you going to the NFL? I know you're a very raw prospect, and like that's the reason why I fell in love with Anthony Richardson, is just the potential is there, but Jesus, like he, I don't think he's going to get drafted very high. You didn't put a lot on tape this year. When you lose your final games to Florida State and Vanderbilt, that's just such a bad look. I... I got to go Oregon State, and I feel like this is one that I overly bet, lose. Florida somehow keeps it close or wins, but I don't trust the quarterback room at Florida to get it done. They don't really have any more pieces. I just think Oregon State really has everything clicking right now, so give me the spooky beeves. Ty? Yeah, I like Oregon State. I feel like they have a lot to play for. I feel like they have a lot more buy-in from the players on the team. Uh, and uh, when I heard that Anthony Richardson was opting out to prepare for the NFL, I actually had to look up what they meant by that because I was like, certainly he doesn't think he's going to be drafted into the National Football League, but apparently he does. So we'll see how that uh, pans out. But I, I did say something that Blake said certainly did catch my ear, and I know I'm going long here, but it's just hearing about a, a, a mediocre quarterback who thinks he can do better, losing his final game to Florida State, that just sounds that sounds like something that uh, will occur again in the future, perhaps. Oh my God. So uh, <laughs> with that, I yield my time to to Bobby. Yeah, I'm going Oregon State here. Uh, like everyone mentioned, the opt in to, the opt in is there for Oregon State. I think they're a better team. I think they're going to go in and definitely beat Florida. Um, we've seen Florida teams just not care about bowls like this, and uh, this will be no exception. I don't think. So uh, give me Oregon State minus seven and a half. Next, we have the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl featuring the Washington State Cougars favored by four and a half against the Fresno State Bulldogs. Now, looking at this one, I got to say, I've, I've been burnt on Washington State in the past. Hand up. That's happened. But you know who hasn't burnt me? The Fresno State Bulldogs, who pulled through and won the Mountain West Saved me from uh, the 999 punishment almost single-handedly. I think that actually was the game that saved me, uh, was that decision to back Jake Hayner and the Bulldogs. So I'm going to back him again. Give me Fresno State plus four and a half in the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl. Plus, I feel like in the LA Bowl, you, you tend to have uh, good Mountain West performances against Pac-12 teams. Ty? Yeah, I, I also like Fresno State in this one. Um, it, it appears that uh, most people do. Looking at ESPN is telling me that 62% of pickers have gone with Fresno State to uh, uh, I get cover with four and a half. They're not even favors, uh, favorites to win this one. I think Fresno State outright is is what I like in this one. But who knows? like we talked about in the whole games, no one, no one really knows. Uh, certainly not I. Blake? Yeah, 
I'm going with Fresno State. That Fresno State-Boise State battle were two teams that kind of had a rough start to the season, but really pulled it together at the end of the season. And I think Washington State's a solid side. I think Cam Ward's a great quarterback. And really, they had some excellent games this season, but they do have some transfer portal, portal guys that are really key. So Stribling and Ollie, who are their two top receivers, are both in the portal. So Cam Ward is basically going to be throwing to nobody. We haven't seen anybody enter the portal or opt out on the Fresno side. I think they're a little bit more motivated with a P5 opponent that I just have to side with Fresno. I think Jake Hayner puts on one last stunning performance and is going to probably get drafted, drafted in the next few months. So uh, give me the Bulldogs. I got to say, Blake, before we move on, is the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl the most disgusting use of uh, the mouse's IP that we've seen out of uh, ESPN uh, recently. It's pretty bad that they make a mockery of our sport and try to do whatever stunts or whatever they did last year. They're pieing people all over the place. It kind of looked like the Nickelodeon game, but a lot worse and not as good. Like, at least Nickelodeon can <laughs> nail that cheesiness. But, of course, ESPN, ABC, Disney don't have that same taste, don't really know the culture as well. <laughs> so this game's going to be filled with a whole bunch of dumb stunts by a late-night host that nobody ever watches because nobody really watches late-night shows anymore more so it's just gonna be one big ad it's gonna suck uh, especially since i think this is gonna be a great game to watch but that's kind of what you get from disney these days there you go there you go noted i had to give blake some time to hate on uh on disney espn etc as is tradition moving on to our next game we're cruising through this we have the lending tree bowl uh southern miss favored by four and a half against rice uh i i'm not there's a brett Favre joke in here somewhere and i'm not gonna make it uh, Blake, kick us off here. Who do you like in this game? Yep, it, this one was pretty easy for me. Southern Miss. Southern Miss has covered, uh, I think, five of the last six games. Like, they've been incredibly hot against the spread. Rice only got into a bowl game because they're smart. And their quarterback room, I don't think Rice's quarterbacks are very good in the first place. But they've had a lot of injury issues. They don't really, we don't really know who's the starter coming out of that, uh, like, for this game, they lost for the final five games, so they positioned themselves great at the beginning of the season. Couldn't close to end the season. They just needed one game to actually stamp their ticket, but academics mean something still in college sports, and that's what gets a 5-7 and seven team in whenever they don't have enough 6-6 six and six teams. So, give me Southern Miss. I just don't think Rice is very good. Ty? Let me tell you all something about Southern Miss. And, and I'm saying this it, it, from experience. I've been to Southern Miss home games, actually. Fun fact. Uh, in fact, I've, I, most notably, I went to a Southern Miss home game against UAB before UAB was disbanded, which is very, very meta. Um, but Southern Miss is the UNT of the South. Even people that go there, and people in Mississippi love college football. Even people that go to Southern Miss are not Southern Miss fans. Everyone that I think of that I can remember that went to, to Southern Miss or people who were sort of like aligned with Southern Miss were all fans of other teams. Like LS, they were LSU fans or they were Bama fans or, or whatever. And this was before those teams were even good. No, like no one, it's the UNT, uh, but I have to go. I have to go with, with my Southern Miss Eagles to the top. That's their cheer. Uh, I know that. Uh, but I, I think they have it against uh, against Rice. I just wanted to share that little uh, personal connection to Southern Miss. Nice little anecdote, if, uh, if you will. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with Southern Miss as well. They've been very, very, like, sneaky good. Uh, they beat Tulane this year, one of the few teams to do that. I think that's something to say about them. And you know, Rice, like, like Blake said, the only reason they're there is because they're nerds. So... Let's move on to the next one. We've got the New Mexico Bowl uh, featuring the SMU Mustangs against BYU. Uh, SMU favored by two and a half here. This is tricky, but uh, I'm going to go with SMU. I, I feel like they've kind of finished the season a little bit stronger than BYU, who has been kind of all over the place. Um, it will basically be a BYU home game, but I don't think that matters that much. Um, give me SMU minus two and a half. Ty? Yeah, I got to go with my man Tanner Mordecai. Uh, shout out to 
we we once had a great thing. We once had a great a great partnership. Tanner Mordecai and Austin Stogner now returning to OU and I. We learned to code together, and I have to ride with him uh, in this game against BYU. I just I really think that uh, you know on paper I, I'm surprised that SMU is is favored in this one, but I like the Ponies to take the win and win it by two fifty at least. Like. I'm going to go opposite. I think this game's gross, but I will take our future conference mates in the BYU Cougars. This this game's weird. So SMU, Rishi Rice is opting out of this bowl game to prepare for the NFL draft, which makes sense because Rishi Rice is their like only receiver. That's He's a playmaker, kind of like Quentin Johnson style, but just on the G5 level. He's fantastic. Like He's a excellent receiver. When TCU played him this year... He presented a lot of problems, even for a team which we have a the best corner in America and then another All-American corner as well. So I that's a big blow for me in SMU's mind. But if you look at BYU, Jaron Hall, supposedly, it's been really weird. Uh, he's injured, but they want him to play, but he's not really like practicing all that much. Uh, the articles I've been reading about him have just been kind of all over the place. Like, they... They just don't understand why he's not trying to play, and he's just kind of, like, he's not preparing for the draft. He's not opting out, not entering the transfer portal. He's just kind of not playing, and so that, like, concerns me. But uh, both these teams' defenses suck, and so I'm like, if Jaron Hall plays, I think they're just slightly better than SMU when it comes to offense with Rishi Rice being out. But this one is, like, just kind of bet the over and just sit back and relax because... I think even with some of their weapons out, like these defenses can't stop anything. Yeah, this does feel like a fun over game for sure. For sure. Let's move on to our next game. The Frisco Bowl between the North Texas Mean Green, whose logo I made way too large on this graphic, and the Boise State Broncos, who are favored by four and a half. Lake, take us away. I think this one was, this is one of the easier ones on the slate. It's the Broncos. I know recency bias maybe losing to Fresno State at home for the conference championship, but Fresno State's a pretty good team. And Boise State, as we saw kind of finishing the season uh, and mentioned earlier, covered seven of their last eight games. Like, they were fantastic down the stretch after they fired their OC, after Hank Bachmeyer like, kind of joined his OC in the transfer portal. Like, he, he was one of those guys that entered in, like, week three, week four. Uh, and they've been fantastic since. And North Texas, Seth Luttrell gone, interim coach. I don't, like, I don't know what the future of that program is. Like, I think Seth Luttrell for CUSA, or I guess it's going to be American, It's a pretty good coach, but I, it's so funny. I read this, like, Austin Onier, whoever their quarterback is, the 29-year-old, <laughs> is he decided he is not going to opt out of this game. He's going to play it and then enter the draft after. No man, my man, no way this man gets drafted. And if he does, it like, I wanted this with Brandon Whedon. I wanted an NFL quarterback so old that after the rookie de deal, even if they lit the league on fire, nobody wants to sign him because they're like, you are out of your prime. Like, you are actually... <laughs> we have empirical evidence that you are so old that there's, like, no way you could still possibly in your prime and just never get signed again. So I'm kind of hoping for a similar arc with them, but I just think Boise State... Boise State's a significantly better team. I... <laughs> that was a good segue. I have UNT. Why? Because of my 30-year-old man, Austin On. He has a full-on family. <laughs> like, he has children... And he's had a full career before. Like he's literally playing to have fun at this point. I I don't I'm I, I guess he declared for the draft. I mean, go and chase that money whenever you can. My man had an entire career in baseball, which is the reason why he's now playing uh, college football at 29, uh, 30 years old, uh, whatever. Um, yeah, I, I think if you really look at it, UNT in a bad situation. I do not like a fired head coach uh situation um but i i think unt maybe made a a pretty decent hire with eric morris who was previously the offensive coordinator at at, at washington state and uh, i'm looking it up right now it looks like he played uh actually 
uh, was a, a receiver for Texas Tech from 04 to 08. So he certainly has some some offensive credibility uh, and then heavy ties uh, to to Mike Leach, who we would be remiss if, if we did not mention, and we were going to mention him later in the in the podcast, who tragically passed away. But I, I, uh, I like UNT in this one. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Rest in peace, Mike Leach. We definitely want to do something uh, to kind of go more in depth on that, um, either in this pod or when Mississippi State comes up or its own thing, but uh, just truly tragic passing. Um, so uh, that that sucks. But I will say, to kind of change, change the mood a little bit, the new North Texas hire uh, was nicknamed the Elf by um, uh, Mike Leach. So that's pretty, pretty fun. Um, look, I, as much as I would like to pick the quarterback, who's the same age as Trevor Knight, uh, I'm going to go with Boise state in this one, four and a half way too low. Um, I think they get, uh, they, UNT gets pounded here, even though it's, it's kind of close to home, all that good stuff, but, um, no, give me, give me Boise. So let's move on to our next game. Kind of fun. I feel like the line's a little too big. The Marshall thundering herd favored by 12 and a half against a resurgent UConn team who has made it back to the Bulls under Jim Mora in the Myrtle Beach Bowl, which is uh, always my favorite bowl because it's the one that Ty complains about because of the field, which I will let him <laughs> let him talk about that some more. I, I'm i going to go with the Sad Huskies here to cover 12 and a half. I, I think what Mora has done at UConn this year has been nothing short of incredible. He's gotten this program back to life when it has been completely dead in the water. Um, and I don't know. I think, I think they give uh, the Fendering Herd a good fight here and uh, get the cover. Ty? Uh, I just, I loathe, <laughs> I loathe everything about Myrtle Beach. I, I really do. The East Coast is so, so beautiful. And so much of it is just, just developed just enough. Like Eastern North Carolina, where I, I lived for several years, South Carolina, all of that. And then just right in the middle of it, there's Myrtle Beach, which is just like, I, I don't even know what to give it. It's like if you if you took more Oklahoma and made it a consumerist beach town, uh, that's what it would be. Uh, and then their field, their field is like, I don't know if either of you guys have been to Myrtle Beach, uh, no. but I have. I lived about an hour and a half north I guess for a couple years, uh, it's not, it's not good. It's like on paper, it's like the, the beach towns on like the Gulf, uh, like, like orange beach, Destin, PCB, all that stuff, yeah. but it's not in execution, not there. <laughs> At all. Um, I like Marshall in this one. <laughs> it's not even relevant. Uh, I like Marshall, uh, in this one. Um, you know what, you know what? No, no, belay that. I like, I like uh, UConn in this one because I like the resurgence. They, I think they were winless like a year and a half ago, or I guess two seasons ago, something like that. Uh, so I really like, uh, no ocean city is markedly better than Myrtle beach. I 1000%. I not to, not to start an argument with the, the people in the chat, <laughs> but it, it, it's a, like indescribable how much better literally any other beach town in the world. It, it, Normandy Beach in 1944 would be a better <laughs> tourist place than Myrtle Beach any time ever. And legally, I can say that as a veteran, as a subject That's matter true. expert on amphibious operations, I can say that. So I, I, you've got to cut me off. Blake, no, no, the, I, why would I ever cut you off? This has been incredible. That was incredible. Talking beaches with Ty. I love it. Oh my I will God. take all the more slander. Like, and that's one thing I miss about living in Oklahoma. It's just a good old fashioned <laughs> more joke. I I kind of want to visit Myrtle, Myrtle Beach now just to see the similarities because I do believe Ty. Like, I think more Oklahoma would be one of the worst places to live. I'm not gonna lie. More Every time I drive through the there, it's bad. It's it's a suburb that tries to have character with the theater, but the theater's just really big, and that's all it is. It's nothing different. Like, it's not a special movie theater. It's, yeah. And it it kind of just... sucks now. Like, the not not to disparage, a, they're not going to sponsor us. The Warren Theater kind of sucks now. Like, it changed ownership, and it's, like, kind of dirty. It's just not, it's not what it used to be. So now Moore doesn't even have that. Moore has a Toby Keith's restaurant now, though. 
very yeah, true, but so does downtown Oklahoma City, right? It's uh, there. Well, OKC has like a real one. More has like a, it's like an <laughs> old <offshoot>. Applebee's building. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's it's right like in front we, of the Warren. I don't want to fully slander more. What more does have, and I will of it for the rest of my life. I will give free ads to Slotsky's sandwiches. Moore still has one. Norman does not. So I drive up to Moore to get Slotsky's all the time. They will get a free ad from me always uh, because they are amazing. I agree I with Ty. Slotsky's guy. I, I agree with Ty. Slotsky's is uh, out of the chain sandwiches is like by far the best. By far the best. I, I might need to go back to it. Might have to check that out. Blake, did we ever get your pick for this one? No, but <laughs> Ty's analysis was so great. Give me the we needed Huskies. It. It's, oh, no, we needed it. It's always the sad Huskies. It, it six and six is an incredible season for them. Too many points. Give me the sad Husky. Love it, love it. Moving on to our next game. It's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl between Eastern Car- Eastern Michigan and uh, San Jose State, who are favored by Tree Fitty. Our boy Spuddy will be on the sideline. This is always one of my favorite bowls, uh, just because of how weird it is. Um, yeah. So Blake, who do you like here? Do you like uh do you like Emu or do you like uh San Jose State here? I know you picked them a lot uh in the weekend spread. Yeah, I'm going with Emu. I'm I'm so tired of San Jose State. They were kind of my champion to beat out the devil, the devil in the city that we call San Diego, and they just did not make it happen. Uh they cashed my win total, but barely in the final week. I did not like that performance. I thought they were gonna be so much better. And this is pure spite. Like they could honestly still be better than Emu. Like back teams <laughs> probably aren't that good, but like I am I thought that we could get rid of that evil school down near the California-Mexico border uh, and wipe them away, and the Spartans didn't do it, so (laughs) I am not a fan of them anymore. I'm going to take the Eagles. I think they are solid. Just, yeah, the Spartans are dead to me, so give me a mute. It's the meme of Andy dropping, uh, dropping Woody in like on the ground and saying, "I don't want to play with you anymore." That's that is Blake with San Jose State right now. They were my chosen one. They like I. <laughs> it's literally every single year I have somebody in the back that I get super hype about that can't beat uh, San Diego City University. Uh, <laughs> last year was Nevada with like their juggernaut roster. Somehow couldn't do it. I. The Mountain West West is a very, it's a very sacred division in my heart, and San Jose State couldn't do it. We're going to find a new team next year to really capitalize. Well, I am waiting on pins and needles to see who takes up the mantle. Ty, who do you like here? Yeah, so this one, the calculus is very easy if you're in tune with, with current events, as I am. So this game is being played where Idaho Idaho, I think, I've never been, but from what I know, they have gorgeous scenery and potatoes. And it's, it's fantastic. Like, what more do you want? Yeah, I, I desperately want to go to, to Idaho because I love I love potatoes. I had two meals today, both of which contained two different types of potatoes. That's four different potatoes uh, eaten. I mean, it was just two potatoes, but four different <laughs> ways, uh, all in 24 hours. Not uncommon. I love love potatoes but what do we know about idaho i don't know so i talked to someone not pertaining to this bowl game but just recently i was talking to a friend of mine who is from idaho uh and it's much like other places what is it filled with people from california so naturally i i think that san jose would have an advantage uh, basically being a home game uh played in in idaho i've never heard of someone moving from michigan to idaho um I think they just sort of stay where they are when they're in Michigan. So I like San Jose in this one. Might not make sense, but I think home field advantage. Give me the Spartans minus Tree Fitty. Yeah, I, I don't know. This one's a, a coin flip for me, but, you know, in these situations, we take the points. So I'm going to go Emu, those weird wall-breaking-down people with the gray field. You know, look, they, they're used to playing on weirdly colored fields. So there you go. I guess that works for him. Um, so I'm going to go Emu here uh, based on literally no logic other than I just kind of wanted to roll with them. Uh, but no, I will I will say if the Schooner Pod ever had a bowl, I think we would have to play it at the Kibbe Dome in uh, Idaho, in Moscow, Idaho, 
that 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 seems like a good schooner pod like location for us either like that one or the one stadium i think it's colorado school of mines where like people watch it from like the mountain uh there's also a random one in south dakota school of mines i think where it's a drive-in stadium either one of those seem like a like big schooner pod places anyways we need to drop we do need to drop on the schooner pod social the kibby dome hype video that was released earlier this year showing why the kibby dome's the best it is it is electric it's it's fantastic idaho idaho intentionally relegating themselves to uh, FC, uh, FCS is genuinely hilarious, and we do we have not talked about it enough on the podcast because that is that is really funny. They're just like, nah, we're good, and bump down. Like <laughs> it's just hilarious to me. All right, let's move on to our next game. It's the Boca Raton Bowl featuring the Toledo Rockets, who are favored by one and a half against the Liberty Flames, who have lost Hugh Freeze. Because he is, um, he's now Auburn's head coach for some reason. Um, and, you know, kind of in a similar way to how I faded uh, Jackson State, you know, probably a little bit wrong because of, uh, you know, Coach Prime still coaching. I don't think Liberty has a lot to play for here. Uh, so I'm going to go with to, uh, Toledo minus one and a half. Uh, the Rockets did really good to win the MAC. I was very impressed with that. So I think they keep it up and get a big win in uh, Boca Raton. Ty, who do you like? Yeah, I like. Shout out to, <laughs> to shout out to Hugh Freeze. Uh, it, we are an advertiser friendly podcast, so as far as I will go with this, but the controversy that got Hugh Freeze fired from Ole Miss did in fact occur in Alabama. So very funny uh, that he's now going to to Auburn. Uh, I like the Toledo Rockets in this one. If it hasn't been apparent, I've been picking just off branding this entire time. And I love that Toledo. They're the Rockets. They have a fun, it's like Pizza Planet, not to give Disney a shout out. I'm going to rile Blake up, but it's like a Pizza Planet from uh, from Toy Story style branding, or maybe it's Planet Pizza, one of those. Uh, one of them Planet, is in Norman. Right. One of them is in Toy Story. Uh, something like or pizza shuttle maybe is the one in norman i don't know Correct. um i would love if they sponsored the podcast give me the toledo rockets minus one and a half my favorite thing about toledo is that they have an actual rocket that is like calculated to hit the middle like the 50 yard line of miami of ohio their biggest rival like if you were to launch that rocket it would hit right there like perfectly aimed and that is awesome that's hilarious uh, yeah yeah, because we're great. very we're very pro best Korea, who also is a big fan of rockets yeah. on this podcast. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, Blake, who do you like here? Yeah, I'm. There's no way I'm backing Liberty. Give me Toledo. I think Toledo, a solid back team. Jason Candle has ba- elevated this program to consistently just contending for MAC championships. Whereas Liberty, uh, Hugh Freeze left and. Yeah, that's, I just, I hate Liberty. Uh, In their final game of the season, they played three different quarterbacks, and, like, I don't think it was because of injury reasons. They just kind of, like, messed around and played three quarterbacks because, if I remember correctly, they got blown out by New Mexico State. Yes, consistently one of the worst programs uh, in America got blown out. I just, yeah, I, I hate just the existence of Liberty so, yeah, there's no way I back them. They're like the anti-brand. Like, Ty, I love Ty's stance about good branding. They are the anti-brand, Liberty. Like, they have negative branding. They're just, they're so controversial in every single way. And if, instead of watching this game, like, if it's a blowout, just turn on the Jerry Falwell Jr. <laughs> documentary, and I promise you on Hulu, you will have a great time. It is, it is a fantastic watch. So, give me Toledo. <laughs> There's a Jerry Falwell joke in there, and I don't want to make it, but I, it involves it, it involves watching bad things happen. Uh, let's move on to their next game. Watching your Orleans. team lose to New Mexico State isn't the worst thing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> that was the equivalent of what happened to Jerry Far- Falwell Jr. <laughs> but he liked it. Oh, he liked it. He, li- he liked watching watching uh, the New Mexico version of Pistol Pete. Walk into walk into town. 
We need Pursu- like I gotta say if- Go Purdue ahead. Pete. Purdue Pete Pistol Pete. Ooh. Oh no. I don't want to think about this. Uh Blake, what were you gonna say about Pistol Pete? The uh Or or no, all I was gonna say is like Jerry Falwell, or- original member of the Sickos committee. Just <laughs> yeah, that's Elite Sicko. Oh, all right, let's move on to our final pick of the evening. Uh, we'll resume this, of course, uh, next week. But we have Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, in the New Orleans Bowl against the South Alabama Jaguars, who have had a resurgent season and are favored by two and a half here in the Superdome. Uh, Blake, who do you like here? I know you. I know you love yourself some some toppy. I know you love. That sounded bad. You love the Hilltoppers. So. Oh no, give me some toppy. Just definitely give <laughs> me some toppy right now. I love this school. Like talk about fantastic branding. Big red, fantastic. The quarterback, which was the kind of the concern with Western Kentucky, uh, entered the transfer portal, but supposedly, according to Barstool Sports, is now out of it, and so I'm hoping he's going to play. I don't know how much I can trust them. They also told me that Willie Fritz was going to be the next head coach of Georgia Tech, which did not happen. Uh, But I just, yeah, the Hilltoppers. It's the best mascot. It truly is. It makes no sense. It's a blob. I love it. I think South Alabama is a very underrated Sunbelt team. They're also one of those teams, horrible branding. Like, they're just kind of a generic logo, something you would see at a high school. And if they have a great record, and we should know about them more, but just horrible branding for a small school. So give me Sloppy Toppy. I also hate that their initials are USA. That feels like stolen valor. Ty, who do you think uh, wins this game? Yeah, so again, I've, I've revealed the methodology on this podcast, and it was branding. So let's talk about South Alabama, the Jaguars. I Jaguars are just so cool. And my, I, like, I don't get the hype. I, it, the Tiger King hype, that's a very Oklahoma thing. Tigers, I don't get it with Tigers. You know, I just don't, I don't get the buy-in. We have the same hair, Tigers and I. Uh, so I'm allowed to denigrate them. Uh, because because we are inherently the same, uh, but I, I just don't get the the tiger buy-in. Although certain species of tigers uh, are are definitely cool. Uh, lions, I don't get the lion buy-in either. Lions, you know, I love Lion King, one of the best movies ever made. Again, not to rile up Blake, uh, one of the best plays ever, short of Oklahoma, of course. Uh, certainly the best play ever. Um, is it better than Hamilton? I don't know. It depends on how much you're into they- into musicals. They redid Oklahoma, supposedly. That's a maybe a topic oh, of goodness. discussion. For I, I've, I've you, seen it. I've seen it. They the it's got like one? super modern, like or kind of mm, like it's been artsy, like it's it. really artsy and weird. I liked it. Oh, Sarah, I, I am a, my girlfriend almost walked out of it. She was like, it was that bad. So mm. I'm a known Oklahoma fan of that musical. <laughs> uh, big, big <laughs> Oklahoma guy. Uh, great musical. I, I, y'all are laughing because you you know you, you get it. No, it's but, just the uh, the line. I'm a bit. I'm a big Oklahoma fan coming from Bobby Howard. It's just so clippable, <laughs> of course. And, and not only that, but it being the uh, musical uh, Oklahoma, not the not the you know university. But yeah, um, no, it was. It, I I see why people didn't like it. I liked it. Okay, it's unique. Uh, and that's a sidebar that I will go way too long on talking about. But I, I can see why. You wouldn't like it because it's pretty, hmm. it's pretty out there. It's yeah, this see. is a great off-season pod discussion. Yes. Just like a nice twenty-minute debate about why the new Oklahoma is good or bad. <laughs> Isn't it yeah. a front to Rogers and Hammerstein? Yeah, top five Rogers and Hammerstein musicals. Let's ride, baby. Uh, Ty, I'm sorry. I feel like I cut you off. Yeah, no, but anyways, I I understand some people are anti-Hamilton. I'm pro-Hamilton just because I I like the idea of legalized dueling. Uh, if it's done in New Jersey, of course. Um, but anyways, back to Jaguars. Jaguars, I think, are the coolest big cat. I think they're the coolest cat cats. Period. Although uh, you could make some exemptions. We're gonna get airplane nerd for a second. Uh, the Grumman Aircraft Company, known for making great naval and marine aircraft uh all named their airplanes after cats i'm not i'm not necessarily an f-14 tomcat fan uh but uh other cats wild cat hellcat things like that excellent aircraft uh won world wars with those with those cats but jaguar best animal cat oklahoma city 
we've got two Jaguars here. Uh, I looked it up. Uh, we have a, a female named Zia at the OKC Zoo. The OKC Zoo will also always get free ads. Uh, and then a, a male Jaguar named Ty, not spelled T-Y, it's T-A-I, but uh, Ty, the, the male Jaguar, and Zia, the female Jaguar at the OKC Zoo. Go see them, especially when, when they finish the renovations there. Uh, with all that being said, I have WKU in this one. I hate South Alabama. Uh, fade them. Give me WKU plus two and a half, even though Jaguars are the coolest cats. Yeah, that's that's fair. I'll say this. I I think it really comes down to me if Austin Reed, uh, Western Kentucky's you know um, star quarterback who entered the portal and then has returned back to uh, Western Kentucky, um, I don't know if he'll play in the bowl or not. I, I, he he will play at uh, Western Kentucky in the next two years because of an NIL, NIL deal, which apparently exists out there. Um, and I like their odds more if he does find a way to play. If not, it eh, makes me a little uncomfortable. But look, it's big red in the big easy. How can I go against that face? Look at him down there. He looks beautiful. He's beautiful. I can't say no. Give me Western Kentucky plus two and a half here against South Alabama. Um, a game that I think will be very, very good. The chat's talking about big hats. I love that. Um, but that is all we have in terms of our bowl slate. So, guys, uh, any final thoughts before we uh, head out of here? Like, I I'm ready for bowl season. I love bowl season. I'm ready to talk about. I cannot wait to talk about. I believe it'll probably be the second game of next week's slate in kind of the optics of that. I request that I start that bowl game, however the order goes, just because it is a hilarious optics and the listeners armed can forces. kind of do the math. Yes, the Armed Forces Bowl. So, uh, but yes, I'm excited for it. I think there's some great games on the slate. I think that's uh, like this this is the best time of the year it's great having college football basically all day long every single day and i'm just excited for the weirdness of it it's it makes it makes the days go by quicker that is that is true ty final thoughts there are some great matchups up ahead uh in in the bowl pick them and, and in the bowl thing so college football is not done yet uh i do have to say we are recording on uh, December 14th right now. So I don't know when you guys are listening to this, but uh, let's go France. We are going to win the World Cup. Uh, certainly, uh, I got to give shout outs to my other fandoms. Go Navy, sink Army. You know, what's done is done. That's the past. We lost this week. That's already the past. We're already looking forward to next year. Uh, rebuilding year, obviously, we're going to bring in a new head coach. We're retaining our play, like service academies. I know we lose some players, to the transfer portal. I believe actually one of TCU star defenders came from Navy. Uh, but yes, that is like when, one of our best linebackers. Yeah. Was a Navy that, is, transfer. that is when they are, that is when they are early on, they are locked in once they get a little bit more senior uh, and, and do not have the option of transferring. We have a, a fairly senior team. That's, that's part of the course with service academies. And I have high hopes for the midshipmen in the future. Um, as for OU, I don't know. We're probably the next Nebraska, but eh, I, I'm feeling pretty good. <laughs> I just that, that was maybe that was maybe a bit to to get Bobby riled up, but uh, that's fair. I, I'm looking forward to talking about the portal coming up uh, in the proper Schooner Pod. We took last week off, but you know, with the Bulls and everything coming up, and you know, um, recruiting all that, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of really good uh, OU work. You know, especially with Jameson and and uh, everything he has going on with the Cruton Corner. It should be good because there have been some pretty solid wins. Hopefully the biggest win is coming up soon with um, a uh, certain Notre Dame commit potentially flipping. We'll see how it goes. I feel like last time we kind of tried to project that in a podcast, it went horribly wrong. Shout out David Hicks. Uh, But uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, And yeah, no, great, great show, guys. Love talking bowls with y'all. Always, always fun. I'm just trying to soak up this last bit of college football we have before uh, we hit the dark, dark uh, period of the offseason. So, all right. Reminder, if y'all like these picks and or if you didn't like them and think you can do better, join our Bowl Mania. It is in the description, uh, both on your podcast, radios, uh, whatever app you have. 
uh, and on YouTube. It's right there in the description. Just hop in. You know, links right there. One entry, and uh, win some money for free. That's pretty fun. You know, if you're if you're really good, win a hundred bucks or uh, up up to a hundred dollars if you get first, twenty five for second, uh, and fifteen for third. So a lot on the line. Really exciting stuff. Um, and uh, pretty fun to mix it up with all y'all. We got a good pool going already, so definitely get in there. Uh, but it's a winnable pool. It's a it's a winnable pool. It's not like absurdly large. So um, I would definitely give that a shot uh, if you feel so inclined. All right, that's all we have for this week's weekend spread full pick preview. Thank y'all so much for listening, watching, and uh, supporting us all season long. We'll see you next week when we make some more bowl picks and talk some sooner football. Until then, good luck out there.